Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Well, well, well. It's the first official Drop the Subject show beginning now in 2020 with Jarrett and Allie. How the hell are you? Because... We're 48, not even 48 hours into the next decade, and I am already exhausted. Are you? Yes, I woke up so tired this morning. I wish that we could have a holiday the day after the first day of the year. I feel freaking refreshed. Do you? <laughs> not really. Uh, no, yeah, actually, I feel refreshed. pretty good. I do feel pretty good. I, uh, I've i had a very chill look. You had a lot of travel all through the last five weeks i guess so like yeah yes but um you've got the weekend coming soon but i um, thank god yeah yeah Ugh. i've binged a lot of television i've binged a lot of like podcasts and books and like all kinds of stuff and just been like as lazy as i possibly could be a friend of mine was asking me oh what are you doing for the holiday and i told them as little as possible Nothing. um yeah. and i was really really enjoying it well you know i think that is the new way to celebrate is the non-celebration not that that's not celebrating but to not fill your calendar with a bunch of crap and just kind of like hibernate and just almost. kind of yeah yeah, yeah absolutely. you know I think that a lot of people needed it this year and I think that when you get time off nowadays I mean people are doing the staycation more than an actual vacation staycation really is just code for I'm gonna binge watch something on Netflix <laughs> so what were you watching because we I didn't get to watch as much TV as I'd li- as I wanted to but I know that you powered through a couple shows. Oh, let me tell you. So I I think I've been through three or four shows over the course of like the holiday breaks that we've had. Um, I went. I told you guys I went to Las Vegas the day after Christmas to binge eat with my friend. Yes, and a so, great decision that we all supported. As I was arriving at the airport, my ex texted me and he was like, Netflix just released the new season of You. Are you watching? And I'm like, but I'm going to Las Vegas right now. I can't even watch it. <laughs> yeah. Like I was like freaked out. So I got home. Uh, my flight was delayed. I-, I told you guys my flight was delayed five times. So that day I watched the entire season of season two of You on Netflix. If so you watched not it at watched- the airport. I watched. I don't know how many episodes I watched in the airport. And then I watched the rest of them when I got home, like on the couch under a blanket with food. And like. Watched all 10 episodes, flew through it. Probably the bingiest show I've ever, ever watched because, like, I've just powered through. When season one came out, I watched all of it in a day and a half because you just have to keep seeing, like, well, what's going to happen next? Yeah, and I don't remember if we talked about this on the air or off the air, but a a few of my friends had also made plans to smoke a bunch of weed and watch you. Yeah. That was their thing. They were like, we're going to go home. Yeah. We're going to smoke a bunch of weed. We're going to – and they were like, what are we going to have with it? Or what are we going to pair with it? Is it going to be Korean barbecue? Is it going to be sushi? Is it going to be Chinese? Listen, it's 10 hours, so you got to strategize. They changed it, like, four times. Yeah, yeah. At the end, we were like, please text us and tell us what you (laughs) – ordered with the show yeah um because uh, then we decided to watch it and and katie does not like it really she says that it's too creepy and i'm Uh, like that's what i love about it i was gonna say for you as a true crime fan i feel like you would enjoy it i i kind of feel like i binge that show the same way i always joke about like forensic files like if you start the next episode you're 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 gonna be in so you was that for me i binged the morning show on apple tv plus i did as well which i i felt i mean without risking any spoilers or anything i felt like it was building up to something and I was like, oh, okay. Well, that's it. All right. So really? What else? I feel like everybody loved the finale of that show. I just felt it it felt to me like a finale that was written in the writer's room, like, and then we'll do this, and then we'll do this. Mm-hmm. And then we're gonna do this. Yeah. And the whole time I was like, So you guys are gonna do that, and then that's gonna happen. And 
It just didn't it didn't build for me. And I think I was also off put by the fact that Reese Witherspoon and Jennifer Aniston are making two million dollars an episode on this show. And yeah. I'm like, I just expected it to be amazing and it didn't hit for me. Oh, see, I really enjoyed it. There were some parts that I thought were really slow. Yeah. Like in every episode. It is very slow, yes. There were some episodes where it was like the entire the entirety of one party. I was like, I don't need to be here for the entire party. Yeah. yeah I just I really that. need the highlights that are gonna move the plot forward. Right. Like I think they could have done that show in six. They absolutely could have. So that was my thing was that I actually really enjoyed the show. I thought it was really uh a cool way to cover something that's been happening in the world and covering all these different angles of it from, you know, somebody who was involved directly to somebody who is being, uh, ost- not ostracized, but rightly held accountable for his actions versus the way the network kind of uh, was complicit in yeah. it. I just really like all the different angles that they cover with the show. Is it a very L.A. thing to always come out of something and be like, they could have cut 30 minutes out of that? <laughs> I don't know, maybe. I feel like I, go, I, feel like I do because that in movies I was now. Like, I'm oh, like, all right, this, this could have been dragging. a tight 90 minutes. And I could have been out of here. Even when someone is walking down a hallway in slow motion, I'm like, 10 seconds in, I'm like, why is she, why do I need to watch her walk down this entire hallway? You well, need to move Because there is that Jennifer Aniston, and like, at a, the second to last episode, I think she's having that long walk. I was like, I was like, no. Girl, we get and it. I was like, she's all the way back at door number one. Here comes the escalator. Oh, oh my God. lord. Thank yeah. God the escalator's <laughs> here. And then there was like a party scene where they were like, somebody jumped out of a cake, and they were like, now it's time for the real cake. I was like, why do I need what to wait for happening? the other cake? Yeah. This is stupid. <laughs> no, yeah, there, um, I just felt like it was, I, I agree, it was kind of slow paced and they probably could have cut two or three episodes out of that season and been fine. Yeah, I'm noticing because I've watched a couple of of Apple Plus's shows now and like, including Truth Be Told, which is a great show as well, but it is also very slow. Slow paced. And I don't know, maybe they're just like stretching out the content as much as they can for the beginning, but anyway, I also binged watched Dirty John, which I mm. loved and was really, really easy to binge watch, especially if you liked and listened to the podcast Dirty John. It is crazy, and and to see that that was actually being made into a show was just very satisfying, even though, yeah, it was a good show. I, I'm not sure that if I hadn't listened to the podcast if I would have enjoyed it as much as I yeah. did, but it's just nice to see something in podcast form then translate onto the screen. I will say that Dirty John, the podcast uh, is a it's a property of the LA Times, and like one of the better podcasts, like serial podcasts that I've listened to, definitely kept my attention like throughout the whole thing, kind of in the way that Serial did for folks, yeah. and there was another one as well, but like I love those kinds of pods that are like a short story, it's like it's going to be seven episodes or whatever it is, and you get in, you get out. And you know now, when when it comes to binging podcasts, you know from the beginning whether it's going to be good or not, because in Dirty John, they had members of the family. They yeah. had the key players in it. And you can tell other when you can tell on the flip side when that's not the case. When yeah. they're like, I'm just a person who wanted to talk about this, and right. I really have no other evidence, and I wasn't able to get some great interviews, but yeah. here's seven episodes of me theorizing on things. I do enjoy a deep dive podcast. Um, full disclosure, I have a new podcast coming out next year. Uh, or this year. Oh my God, it's 2020. Oh. Uh, coming out the top of next month uh, with Travel Anderson, who's been here. And like each episode is we're like deep diving into something. And I, I enjoy deep dive podcasts where people can like really explore a topic. That's what's uh, nice yeah. about podcasts. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, we're out of time. That's oh. radio, is that we only get 10 minutes. And he's waving about our hand. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but we have a great show planned for you. What are the ch- uh, trends that you want to die in 2020? That's, uh, that's oh. going to be something we talk about later. Also, Ali found this story. 
story about a woman who scammed her daughter, her her child on New Year's Eve yeah. into going to bed a little bit early. Um, why is Pete Buttigieg uh, no longer the mayor of South Bend, Indiana? And what does it mean for 2020? Plus, did the Pope slap somebody? All those things are coming up next. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. And a very happy new year to all of you from Drop the Subject. Allie and Jarrett hanging out with you to close out the first week of 2020. And maybe you had crazy New Year's Eve stories to share. If you do, you can always call us. 833-77-CALL-Q. If you have New Year's Eve fails, too. Always love to hear those stories. I think I want to hear those stories more than I want to hear about how great it was. I would love to hear what went wrong. Just, you know, (laughs) you thought you were kissing a person and ended up being a tree like any of that stuff. Or you were making out with your pets. Yeah, okay. Well, you know what? There's nothing wrong with that. (laughs) It's important to have a kiss from somebody that you love on Christmas Eve. Hooking up with your dog. It's fine. Even if they have four legs instead of two. That's besides the point. 833-77-CALL-Q if you want to call in with those stories. But you know what changes things around New Year's is kids. Mm -hmm. Once you have children, New Year's Eve and Christmas and all those holidays, they definitely change drastically. And there is one mother who has shared a, I wouldn't call this a New Year's Eve fail by any stretch of the imagination, but a lot of people on Reddit seem to think so. There's a subreddit, I don't know if you've ever heard of it, Jared, it's called Am I the A-Hole? Oh. And people ah. share stories. <laughs> I already love this. And they're like, am I the a-hole for doing this? You know, okay. like you got to share a story about, you know, how maybe you didn't help somebody when you saw them drop something on the street and then it blew off into oncoming traffic. And you're like, am I the a-hole for not helping that person? <laughs> There's all kinds of stories like that, right? I'm very, I've, I've used Reddit very little. I got the app and I'm like, I don't even know what, to, what I'm doing here. But I feel like I have to get onto this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you can join some great subreddits. It's definitely helpful when you narrow down what you like to read on I Reddit. I love that. Okay. Because it is a big, it can be a big cesspool of weirdness. Okay. So this girl, this woman, rather, she's 25 years old. She posted on this subreddit, Am I the A-hole? And she said, I feel kind of conflicted. She had been, uh, So this is about her daughter, who's six years old. And she said, it was New Year's Eve. My daughter was so excited to stay up for the new year and watch the New York City ball drop on TV. She had her little party hat on. She had her little noisemaker to blow. And she was looking forward to the big event all day and all night. I did not want her to stay up because I wanted to party and get, quote, get wasted with my friends. And I really did not want her to see me and my friends getting S-faced. So, I showed her a YouTube video of a ball dropping from 2018, and everyone at my party pretended that it was 2020 and screamed Happy New Year's, blew our noisemakers, and she was so excited. This was about four hours before the real New Year's in our country. I love this! After that, I tucked her into bed, and she went to sleep with a smile on her face. I kind of feel like S now because I tricked her. Am I the a-hole? Absolutely not. I think that this person is mother of the year. Like, this makes me less scared of having children, which is a part of our regular conversation more and more as time goes on. Right. Well, I didn't know, like, everyone participated in the party. Like, they made it a great moment for the kid. I love that. So... Some, I mean, this person has gotten so much hate on Reddit. I mean, some people are backing her up, but uh, some people are saying things like, you know, why would you want to spend all this time getting S-faced with your friends rather than spending New Year's Eve with your daughter? Oh, shut up. I know. And, you know, like, oh, was any actual sober adult or in the house when the, your six-year-old daughter was sleeping on New Year's? Okay, so, like, 
parental judgment if you're one of those parents who's like judging every other parent and what they do like she didn't say that she like slapped her kid around and like told her take your to bed you know like it wasn't that like they made a moment for this kid to be able to enjoy it the kid probably could not have even really hung with everyone until midnight anyway like shut up like let this person live i know well that's i mean that's also why i say that reddit can be a cesspool of weirdness and negativity because everybody yeah that i mean it's it's a place where people can just freely judge one another and then walk away into their own lives and be like, ha, I feel great. Yeah. Uh, And you know what? Somebody said, hey, maybe you're kind of the point that you're making, Jarrett. Maybe this girl didn't even, maybe she wouldn't have even lasted until midnight. And then she would have been so sad that she was all excited for New Year's and then she couldn't stay up till midnight. And then she wakes up going, oh no, I missed the ball drop. And I think it's one thing to... I think where she maybe went wrong was to show her a ball drop from 2018. <laughs> like it was. I think that's it was killing def- it. No, I think it's good too. But there had to have been a ball drop somewhere else on TV that she could have showed her. Uh, well, sure. I mean, <laughs> that detail doesn't bother me I, at all. Yeah. Because like it's a kid. If the kid bought it, that's all that mattered. If she went to sleep with a smile on her face, I'm happy. Yeah. Like I think if she had, you know done something more egregious. I don't even know what would be more egregious, but I do remember years ago Netflix had released, and I don't know if they're still there, like these fake countdowns, and it's like a 30-minute thing, a five-minute thing, and like you can have a countdown with your kid and then put their ass to bed. Like, go well, to sleep. And, you know, the these people on Reddit, they're also insinuating that we don't tell lies to our children every single damn day. Yeah. It's like, we are lying through our teeth to children on a regular basis. Absolutely. I mean, two words. Tooth fairy. I... <laughs> Listen, I don't know what you're talking about, but I will say who turned out to be real. I, yes, but a lot of kids think it's a lie. Well, my thing is, I feel like people are judging other uh, parents on how they raise their kids, and it's one of those things where it's like, if you don't like this idea, don't do it with your kid. Like, you know yeah. what I mean? Don't judge. Parenting is subjective. Exactly. All right. All right. You know what? So, Calm hey, down, everybody. Speaking of things being subjective, the 2020 election's on its way. We're going to talk about why Pete Buttigieg is no longer the mayor of South Bend, Indiana, and who raised the most money in the last quarter. Plus, someone else just dropped out of the race. All those things coming up next. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Well, maybe you had a good holiday season, but there are some Democratic candidates who had a very, very good holiday season. I'm looking at some of these fourth quarter numbers for fundraising, and I, you know, I got excited about raising $30,000 for my pilot, Um, but (laughs) then I see that Bernie Sanders raised $34 million in just three months, so um, that'll humble you. That definitely will, yeah. It'll make you realize how much money there is to be raised. Yes, you're like, oh, Um, great. The expectation is like a presidential bid these days can run you up to a billion dollars, so it's pretty ridiculous. I guess it's time that maybe we jump into a little Drop the President. Drop the president. Well, I'll tell you, uh, Pete Buttigieg has announced his campaign's fundraising uh, numbers at the end of every quarter. Um, all of the candidates have to report how much money they raised and what they did with all their money. Um, and so Pete Buttigieg came out having... Uh, a, he came a, out again? He came out again, <laughs> just slightly less money than he raised in the quarter before. Before he had raised $24.9 million. This time he raised $24.7 million um, in the quarter. But... Pete, Bernie Sanders, um, so far, seems like he's had the most uh, fundraising in the last quarter with $34.5 million. But Donald Trump still is 
you know, leaps and bounds ahead of everyone in fundraising, which is a little wild to me. Didn't um, he raise like $45 million? Or I don't know like what that? it was in this last quarter, yeah. but let me look and, and I'll give that answer for you. But I will tell you that like Donald Trump continues to raise money at a ridiculous rate. Um, but what's also interesting is Pete Buttigieg is no longer the mayor of South Bend, Indiana. He stepped down, not because he was resigning, but because it was the end of his term. He he told them, um, South Bend, that he was not going to be rerunning for election uh, to be mayor for a third term. But he did have a hand-picked person who he thought would be the best person to succeed him. And that person um, is now the mayor of, uh, of South Bend, Indiana. His name is James Muller. And he is now the mayor of South Bend. And so Pete Buttigieg felt like, if I'm going to be running for president... I need to be able to give all my time and attention to that. And so he is. And he's become a top tier candidate, obviously. I am still not convinced people who judge is what right. America's going to vote for going up against Donald Trump, but it'll be interesting to watch. Well, but then if he does not get the primary, what, what the hell is he going to go do then? He's going to go back to city council? Oh, no. He'll be able to make money doing something else. Pro <laughs> well, to be honest with you, I would expect if we have a Democratic president, Pete Buttigieg will probably be somewhere in the cabinet of that president. If, you know, Joe Biden or Elizabeth Warren or whomever wins, uh. um, if he's not a vice presidential candidate, he would probably end up being in the cabinet somewhere. Or he's now an enormous name. One of the mm. quick first places that someone would go is going to be a, a pundit on cable news or he'll go make a bunch of money in the private sector. Oh, the irony of coming out of the closet just to go into a cabinet. I, I see what you did there. You know? I see what you did. Because um, the cabinet about... is kind of like a closet, right. but not exactly. It's smaller. It is. Sometimes. Well, it depends on your cabinet space. I guess it depends, depends on, on how much cabinet space. Exactly. You're right. This conversation <laughs> did just get gayer, talking about cabinet space. He's going into the, He's coming out of yeah. the pantry, you know? <laughs> Yeah. But I, I was surprised that Bernie Sanders raised so much because, I mean, I was like, all right, it was pretty good for a guy who just had a heart attack. Like, I really thought yeah. that people were going to jump ship and head over to the Warren train. But also, I think some of them haven't released their fine their uh their fundraising numbers yet. Yeah, so everyone has until the end of the month to report their fundraising numbers. So everyone hasn't done it just yet, and obviously we've had a lot of holidays and all that kind of stuff. So I would expect in the next few days we'll probably um, get the lion's share of the big fundraising numbers. Because also, if you've raised a lot of money, you want people to know that because it makes you look like a winner. Apparently, um, and uh, there's been studies done about this that candidates want excuse me voters want to vote for a candidate who looks like they can win. And so if you're a winning candidate, mm. there's more momentum behind you and people are more excited to get behind you, which is obviously helping Bernie Sanders. It helps Elizabeth Warren. It helps uh, uh, Pete Buttigieg. Not exactly sure how that's helping Joe Biden because I still to this day have never heard of one person who's just like stoked about yeah, Joe Biden. That's They're like, just like finally Biden. Exactly. Everyone that's voting for Joe Biden that I'm aware of is just like, oh, yeah, okay, Joe Biden. Yeah, I mean, you know, he's good middle rung old white guy he's just like who people are willing to deal with yeah you know which you know not necessarily the best endorsement but yeah and it looks like we've lost another i was in gonna the say yes as well uh julian castro is out of the race and uh i'm i'm not surprised by this one but i was hoping that he would hold on a little longer but honestly after kamala harris jumped out of the race all bets are off. Anything yeah. could happen. Um, but we're inching ever closer to the uh, first primaries in Iowa. And I, 
Julian Castro, if this is a time to drop out, if you know that you're, it's time to report your fundraising, and you haven't, you know, had stellar numbers, and this is a time to do it. So. Yeah, I guess it's just weird to do it on January first. Like, why? Why? I mean, like all the people I know are breaking up with their significant others before the holidays hit. Well, right. And he he lasted knew this on all December twenty second. Yeah, you know what like, I mean. Like he already knew that he was out. <laughs> he was probably just like eating ribs and having a great time, and like I'm gonna tell everybody on January first that I'm out. Well, a, a January first is also a kind of a place where maybe he took some time with they love to say you know I, I talked about this with my family and yeah. maybe they were like girl what are you doing get out of there you know what I mean it could be that I don't know so Julian you still in the um still in the race there? you still doing this whole thing huh? oh huh? that's nice you know what's also great is YouTubing drop the subject the new channel Q We're talking earlier about a reddit a subreddit called am I the a-hole and after reading this story about Pope, the new Pope, Pope Francis, I feel like he might want to pose this onto that subreddit. Am I the a-hole? I don't think there's anyone in any thread. Any, there's no jury in the land that would convict him. Like, No, I don't think so either. He is but... absolutely right on this one. The Pope is uh, having to apologize, I guess, after this weekend. He was out, at a crowd, out with a crowd um, at the Vatican, and one eager woman grabbed his hand and yanked him toward her. Yeah, this is the whole story. Take a listen. And in a New Year's message this morning, Pope Francis denounced violence against women, saying they should be treated <laughs> with dignity. He also apologized for his response to one woman's excitement over meeting him yesterday. Take a look. The Pope was greeting visitors in St. Peter's Square when the woman roughly grabbed the Pope's hand, pulling him toward her. Francis slapped her hand away before turning from the crowd. He said this morning that he lost patience and called it a bad example. Well, if you have not seen this video, it is basically he's walking up to a big crowd of people like he does. I mean, everywhere he goes, there's a huge crowd of people just trying to touch him, just trying to kiss his ring, just trying to get a little blessing. I mean, people go nuts for this stuff. So he's shaking some hands, kissing some babies like he normally does. Then he's walking away and one woman decides, no, no, I am not done with you yet. And grabs his hand and yanks him. You can see this guy like losing yeah. his balance because he's getting pulled by this woman. Well, and then his the way that he slaps her hand off of his was just such a like my Italian grandmother d- did that exact thing. You know what I mean? Like you can tell that Italian like get out. Get, what are you doing? I'm sorry. Get out of here! It, it, it was almost like it was like yeah. what, that's how I saw it. I'm just being honest. So it, it was yeah. like. Like, yeah, it was a moment where I'm like, anyone would have responded that way. It was if you a nat- the, knee-jerk reaction. If you watch the 10 or 15 seconds of the video before it, like, you can see this woman is, like, really eagerly waiting, and she even crosses herself, and then, like, is, like, waiting and waiting yeah. and waiting, and, like, he grabs the hand of, like, the last person uh-huh. who's, like, the person next to her, and she's like, oh, not today. Yeah. <laughs> she said, I came too far for this blessing, bruh. Uh-huh. I will be getting mine. And so she, like, grabs his hand and yanks him and it's to me it's like i'm sorry i would have done the same thing like at the grab him or slap her no both (laughs) but like i mean like you grab him you deserve to get slapped right i've always believed in this thing like um like there's there's never an instance in which a man should be hitting a woman but at the same time if a woman's hitting a man like sis you might get hit back like that's how that works well and it is a bit ironic that he i mean he probably felt oh since i'm making this whole 
you know, statement about violence against women probably should acknowledge the fact that I slapped a woman technically. Well, but like to me, this is not even he slapped a woman. This is he, he had to protect himself no, because no, no. also like the the Pope travels around with all kinds of security because there are so many you know threats against their life and all that kind of thing. Like you're just gonna yank at a person like that. Like she could have got more than that. This is the reason the Pope mobile exists. And, exactly. And how does it feel to be the woman? Probably the only woman that's ever been slapped by a pope. <laughs> this is probably I mean, true. bucket yeah. list, am I right? I'm looking at the tweets, and people were having a really good time with this one. Uh, my favorite one says, um, what's the point of being pope if you can't slap anyone you want? I mean, that's why you become <laughs> pope, right? Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Welcome back to Drop the Subject. I'm Jared. Alley is uh, here with me in the start of a brand new year. Uh, it is a brand new month, a brand new decade. I feel like mm-hmm. I feel like the combination of new month, new year, new decade has really made people ramp up like the resolutions, the I'm going to change this, I'm going to change that, Ugh. I'm going to be everything different. And I'm wearing the same outfit I wore last decade. <laughs> well, I was I was uh, joking with you in the in the commercial or excuse me during the music that you just gave us a really solid live tease here. That was <laughs> thank you a really really solid live tease um, about all of the different ways that people are embracing new things in the new year, but that they may be embracing them by, the by damn themselves. Self. It's exactly. true because we've talked about dry January. Yes, we've talked which about which I had never heard of before. Yeah, and I have a couple of friends who are doing dry January. They are friends that I was partying with for the last two weeks. Okay, <laughs> and a lot of us over the past couple of days have been like, "This has got to stop." Yeah, I can't, I can't eat or drink another thing. I got to do a dry January, and so that's that naturally happens for a lot of people. Another one is Veganuary, which we've talked about. Which I'm not doing. <laughs> I am. Um, I'm. I'm. I'm doing the flexitarian thing, right? Right. Right now, I'm um, pescatarian. During the day, my friend of mine who went full vegan, she was like, I started being vegan until six o'clock. I would give myself breakfast and lunch and snacks that were vegan. And then at the end of the day, it was an easy way for her to transition into being vegan. And so I'm kind of like pescatarianing right now because I, I'm having a hard time thinking I'm going to give up dairy. So what you're telling me is that you're going to be the guy bringing fish into the office for lunch every day. No, I probably won't be bringing fish to the studio. Okay. <laughs> probably not. I mean, you're pre- uh, you're preaching to a lesbian here, so I don't mind. Wow. I think wow. it's other wow. people wow. that might wow. mind. Finally, <laughs> speaking of which, January is another trend. What is that? That is not shaving in the month of January. Why? Because you're just letting your freak flag fly. Didn't we just do that in November? Uh, yeah, but I think this is more for women and their legs and their parts yeah you know just saying like hey i'm not i'm f you chick is this a thing or is this something that you made up no i do i'm like i just made it up and i've been doing it day two exactly no january okay but we i say all this to say like i said you might be doing all of this alone because it's a new year and you might be newly single because january is the biggest breakup month Shout out to our friends at College Times for giving us a great list of the seven reasons that people might be breaking up uh, as the new year begins. They say the first one is out with the old and in with the new. Yeah. I mean, this is part of like, you know, you're cleaning out your closet. You're cleaning out your love life, too. Yeah. 
Totally. I feel like if you're if you're gonna be Marie Kondoing your your pantry, mm-hmm. maybe you should Marie Kondo your bedroom. If you're breaking up right now, it's probably Marie Kondo's fault. It probably okay. It's possible at it's least that that adorable little Japanese woman's fault. They say number two is the relationship went on hold for the holidays, which I think it the holidays are a hard time to break up with someone. Okay, it seems like at least so there are at least. Three people in my friend and family circle that were broken up with over the holidays. That's a that's a heavy a heavy uh, scorecard. It, it's a there. hot yeah. yeah. I thought it was a pretty high ratio. One of them was in a long six year relationship. They were ring shopping, and three days before Christmas, he dumped her completely blindsided. It wasn't like oh this is mutual. It hasn't been working. We both know we've been trying. That's a it was move. like everything was fine, and then all of a sudden three days before Christmas, moving out. Bye. Yikes. That's, that's a D move. But that's why other people will wait till New Year's. Yeah. And I mean, like, you're ring shopping and then you just, like, break up with me? Yikes. I was told that there were post-its all over the house saying, I can't wait to make you my wife. I mean, just completely okay, so all in and then bye-bye. Maybe they're not really going to end up being broken up. Maybe he just needs some time. Maybe. So that's another that's another thing is if you are, say, doing a, a, a resolution. I know we're jumping down, but number seven on the list is resolutions. If you've resolved to be a happier person, to treat yourself better, hey, what better place to start than your love life? If you're not satisfied, maybe you want the single life for a little while. And then, mm. hey, maybe come February or March, you'll be back together. Yeah, maybe. I no, Number uh, five on this list was you hoped Christmas would fix things. <laughs> And I feel like people always think, like, some external thing is going to come fix it. Like, oh, the holidays will fix it. Or, oh, we'll have a baby and we'll fix it. Or, oh, we'll give a marriage and we'll fix it. Like, no, sweetie, like, you need to work on the issues. Like, whatever they are. It's true. And if you really think Christmas fixes anything. Girl, you are misunderstood. Christmas is like the tandem bicycle of relationships. It's it's not helpful. I wanted that pause to be a little bit longer there. Like, what What? did she just say? (laughs) It's the tandem I can just bicycle? hear the Pope slap right. in your mind. Um, well, it, it, I say that because I tandem bicycles challenge relationships and can kind of bring out the problems in the relationship. Who's more controlling? Who's going to be trying to critique the way that, how fast the other person pedals? It's something that causes fights. I mean, what I'm hearing Allie say right now is her and Katie have had fights about the tandem bicycle okay, experience. Okay, not tandem bicycles, but tandem kayaking. Which Could is you gayer? Be any more of a lesbian? No, I can't. I, I have word. an inflatable kayak in my closet right now. You, I mean, I can't even. My New Year's resolution was not to be gayer because it's impossible. But all that can be fixed if you just post a matching pajama photo in front of your Christmas tree. You <laughs> what do you mean? You guys didn't see that? Oh my god, am I I can't be the only one. Like this was the year where everyone like posted matching up, pajamas. Sucked up any relationship issues, got matching pajamas, one even for the dog or the cat, and yeah. just posted a picture in so front of the Christmas tree. I, I definitely had <laughs> no, the matching no, I, no no no, Go I back, definitely had please. the matching pajamas with my family on Christmas morning on our FaceTime call. I posted a photo of it in my Insta story, but like we're all on FaceTime around the country and like all in how the matching pajamas. How many screens were there of their There faces? was like I know it's like the Brady Bunch. Like the Brady screens Bunch. Or something. Yeah, you know how yeah. you can do how you can do like group FaceTime? Yes. Uh, I'll show it to you in the break. I'll, I, okay. I shared it on Instagram but like, yeah, I feel like people think that the idea of the holiday is going to really come along and just make things better or, and I, I'm with you on this. I don't understand that. I just don't think that Christmas ever fixes anything. I think it highlights everybody else's problems and then... Fi- maybe, maybe your friend got broken up with because of number three, presents. Maybe he didn't want to have to buy her a present. 
it. Well, and if you haven't proposed officially yet, mm. there was probably a lot of pressure to do so over Christmas oh and or God, New Year's. Yeah, so and true. you're like, all right, when it comes down to it, I can't do it. I can't pull the trigger. I also like number six. It says it's we've gone through all of these now. Um, well, number four is you didn't want to ruin Christmas. But number six is it's cold and miserable outside. Not a great scenario for shaky couples. If you're cold and miserable, it's going to trickle down into your relationship. Yeah. It's not the only the happiest time of the year. Everyone is broke from Christmas and break <laughs> Christmas break. And on diet, they're so cranky yeah. and short tempered from a lack of food. Many couples might just break up from the stress of it all. I think that's spot on. I mean, who knew that baby it's cold outside was a breakup story? Drop the subject. The new channel Q. Drop the subject is back. Want to update a story that we started to talk about just a little bit ago before we get into um, this Trump story. We were saying that um, presidential candidates are going to be releasing their uh, fundraising information. Joe Biden just released his information here in the last couple of minutes. What is it? This story coming from Axios only two minutes ago. We are hot off the presses here. Uh, Former Vice President Joe Biden said on Thursday that his campaign raised $22.7 million in quarter four, putting him behind Bernie Sanders and behind Pete Buttigieg, but ahead of Andrew Yang and Tulsi Gabbard, because who's giving money to Tulsi Gabbard? We're still waiting to hear from Elizabeth Warren and Amy Klobuchar. So. Well, I'm very disappointed with the amount that the Russians have donated to Tulsi Gabbard's campaign. If they <laughs> expect her to win, they need to at least double it. She raised $3.4 million, which is still surprising to me. Like, who is giving her money? I know. There's a few people yeah. who are like... I got yeah, I've got your back, Tulsi. Really believe in you, girl. I mean, it's gonna be you. Uh, okay, so it's time that we are gonna do a bit of a hybrid. Emmy's excited about this one. Why don't we trump oh. around with a little crazy impeachment stuff? Here is some crazy impeachment stuff. That wow, was a, that was a lot going on. <laughs> that is some great <laughs> mixing there, Emmy. Or something. It is expertly mixed. So this story is a bit of a of an impeachment story and a bit of a Trump around story. This is coming from uh, NBC News. Uh, they say game changer. Top Democrats say bombshell report shows need for witnesses in Senate impeachment trial. Now I'll, I'll remind you that obviously we uh, went through uh, the impeachment vote that came in the House uh, just before Christmas, and uh, everything's kind of on hold as Nancy Pelosi is holding the articles of impeachment, which. An interesting twist I didn't see coming ahead of time, right? And so uh, one of the things that we discussed is we don't know what's going to come out between now and, you know, a trial. And so there's a report that's out that is basically talking about the ways that the holding of the money from Ukraine had been discussed within the White House. Um, The subhead here really kind of lays it out really well. It says Secretary of State Mike Pompeo um, was then a National Security Advisor John Bolton and Defense Secretary Mark Esper urged Trump to release the aid with Bolton saying it was an America's interest. Basically, they're saying that before Trump finally released the money, after finding out about a whistleblower uh, to Ukraine, they were all telling him, like, you need to do this. It wasn't like everyone was just, oh, no, I don't see a problem with this mm-hmm. at all. There was discussions happening in the White House, according to this reporting, um, that say people were telling him, this is not OK. You must do something, which also raises the question of whether or not they're going to testify. Because if Mike Pompeo has to testify and John Bolton has to testify, they seemingly would have to talk about this under oath. And uh, that could, whether or not it's game changing, I don't know, um, right. because Republicans are really dug in on supporting Donald Trump. But it is a a, a stark contrast to the way that uh, Donald Trump talks about the Ukraine aid and and the whole impeachment uh, issue. Yeah, I mean, it, but it is a bit of a game changer in the sense that if these people actually do testify and they say what you just told me, that is proof beyond a reasonable doubt that he withheld the funds 
for his own personal gain, which is an impeachable offense and something that should remove somebody from office. So the fact that they would theoretically lay out all that information and that Republicans would still vote to keep him in the office just proves to me that there are like it makes it blatant that there are no morals. Yeah. Senate Majority Minority Leader uh, Chuck Schumer said on Monday that this new story shows all four witnesses that we Senate Democrats have requested were, quote, intimately involved and had direct knowledge of President Trump's decision to cut off aid and benefit himself, which, again, yes, that is a big deal. Right. But also like so many other big deal moments have Mm -hmm. happened that. I'm not convinced. Number one, I'm not convinced that they're going to get them to testify. And number two, I'm not even convinced that if they were able to get them to testify, that Republicans even would would be swayed by it. Um, And I think about like our Trump supporter, Dave. I think about the Fox News viewer who always hears these stories through the lens of you know the bias that comes with Fox News or 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 conservative uh, media. And the way that they can spin that and make it okay that that something like that is happening. But there are some people who have switched. For example, my own father texted me over the uh, the holiday week, and he said, uh, "Happy New Year!" By the way, I just wanted to let you know, after forty years of being a Republican, I am officially switching in twenty twenty really? to be a Democrat, at least for t- the twenty twenty election. Interesting. So there are people out there, even people who have been Republicans for a long time, that do look at things a little more objectively and are not listening to it through that skewed lens and are actually saying, "Wait a minute, no, this is not right." Yeah. And I am going to make a change just to prove that this is not okay. I will say there have been plenty of Republicans who have made that decision that they're going to leave the party. I think like the most notable ones are Nicole Wallace, you said MSNBC, um, who's a former um, uh, George W. Bush aide, and uh, she helped run John McCain's campaign. Steve Schmidt, who worked with uh, John McCain as well. And, you know, like some high profile ones. I'll even say personally in my life, I have a friend who was a Republican for a long time, but left the party with Donald Trump. However, the Republicans that are still there are very dug in. On yeah, they are him. there. They're all so, in. You know, we'll see how that uh, shakes things out. Um, also, want to let you know that we have just sent troops to Iran. It's uh, between 650 and 750 um, after an embassy um, attack that happened during protests. Um, so our our thoughts and, uh, our, you know, definitely our prayers are with all of the troops that are going overseas that are there now and the ones that will be going in the coming weeks. Um, we're thinking about you and supporting you. So mm. all that um, is happening right now. We've got to take a quick break. When we come back, news it or lose it. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject presents News It or Lose It. Allie, you got two out of three. What's the first one? All right. So this is what you decided to news, Jarrett. News it or lose it. A boy seven years old has taught everyone a valuable lesson, which is don't eat your Christmas presents if they are not edible. I was going to say, I usually get chocolates. <laughs> yeah, I mean, those, I would say, is fine. Fine to eat those. Even all in one sitting, I would say. But uh, this boy from Atlanta has landed himself in the uh, hospital over the holidays because he swallowed one of his AirPods. Oh, no. <laughs> which... I have a lot of questions about a seven-year-old getting AirPods for Number Christmas. Number one, like, I'm not even buying myself AirPods for various reasons, but a seven-year-old? To buy AirPods for a child in general seems irresponsible just because kids are irresponsible, yeah. and when they have wireless things, they're probably going to lose them. Like, I got a pager when I was 13. 
I lost that S in like two weeks. Okay, <laughs> it was gone. Oh no, I coveted my pager. I mean, I would have uh, yeah. if I hadn't lost it <laughs> immediately. It. Right, right, right. Anyway, so it was a very unusual holiday break for uh, this family after uh, this woman and her seven-year-old son. The son swallowed one of his Christmas gifts, uh, sh- and the mother was like, "Oh no!" He just choked on his AirPod uh, immediately. You know, they were driving, I guess, and she had to U-ter- U-turn her truck and head back to uh, and head to the hospital. And they said the doctors took X-rays and could see the AirPod right below his rib cage. Oh my God! Said that he was very nervous, and he said, "Well, you know, I, I think I'm going to be in trouble." And they assured him that it was okay and that he would pass it in a couple of days. So I think I don't know if they have AirPods aren't waterproof yet, are they? Well, I was gonna say the real question is, does, does it, it still, still work? work? Yeah, I mean, I I don't know. I I mean, Apple's been like making a lot of their stuff extremely water resistant, which they always say is like very different than being waterproof. But yeah, I mean, if it can go through your gastrointestinal system, I mean, and that come is out just the other side, a testament to Apple products but if also, that survives. Like, you could not clean it enough to make you really want to use it. I don't I mean, also, some of those things have, like, a year warranty. You could take it in and, be and like, just be thing, like, these things are crap. This didn't work. Yeah. <laughs> this AirPod <laughs> is a piece of S. Exactly. See what I did? Yeah. You see? Crap is another word. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. they do that thing where they check and they're like, it looks like this AirPod has water damage. And then you run out of the Apple they're store. They're like, I'm sorry. Is there... Is there, I can't even I'm say it. Yeah. Testing. Uh, there's just the traces of fecal matter. There's a okay, lot you know of brown what? Brown in here. Bye. See exactly. you later. Never mind. <laughs> All right. We'll just get some new ones. We'll just get. Yeah. Oh Lord, what a waste of money. All right. Uh, so Merry Christmas to you, seven-year-old boy. I really hope that you poop out your Christmas present and it works and out. And that it still works. And that it still works. All right. Um, Marvel Universe is getting a transgender character in the near future. This is according to the Marvel Studios president, Kevin Feig. He has confirmed in a question and answer session this past weekend at the New York Film Academy that, uh, you know, someone asked him, are there going to be more LGBTQ characters in the Marvel Universe, especially transgender characters? And he said, yes, absolutely yes. Very soon in a movie that we are shooting right now. Now, he wouldn't specify which movie would include the character. He didn't say when it was going to be released, but he did confirm that there is going to be more LGBTQ representation in the probably thousand Marvel movies that they have lined up for 2020. And the 60,000 that they're shooting right now. Uh, <laughs> so, I, yeah. uh, you know, we were talking about shows and, and uh, movies that we've been binging over the holiday. I, um, I'm, I'm trying to talk Katie out of this one, but she wants to start from the first Marvel movie. The Iron Man? All the way up until now, you which know what, is the Katie? end game. Uh, if you're listening, I keep saying I want to do that, mm-hmm. but I also don't have that much commitment. I mean, it's but just like, so many but hours. If you have Disney Plus, like you've got it, so it's all right there for you. I was saying that because, like, I've seen plenty of Marvel movies before, but like Black Panther is what really got me excited. Yeah, I loved Black Panther, and so then like I was and like Wonder immersed. Woman was my other one. I haven't seen the Wonder Woman movies either because there's two of them now, I think. But like I was really into it, and I was like, oh, maybe I should go back and watch the whole MCU. And but it would make, it would make it a little bit more sweet when we do get the Stranger. Well, character. just so you know, there are some queer characters in the Marvel universe already: Batwoman, Mystique. North Star, Wonder Woman is apparently bisexual. There's a whole list here of some LGBTQ, huh. Marvel, and X-Men characters. All right. So they're there. There we go. We'll look they out for They just need those. to be louder voices. Yes. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q.
Allie, you've heard about Kevin Spacey being a little serial killer, right? I, I have. We talked about this My last uh, earlier this week. God, it seems like a week ago, huh? Yeah, no, yeah. So Monday, if you weren't listening, um, we told you that a second Kevin Spacey accuser is dead. <laughs> Just calling it what it is, He's right? Is dead. Um, the story from an apparent suicide, though we don't know any of the other information. Correct. The headline from the from uh, the Hollywood Reporter was Ari. I believe the last name is Ben B E H N. Ari Ben, Norwegian author and Kevin Spacey accuser, dies at 47. This is the second Kevin Spacey accuser to turn up dead <laughs> in four months. Now, the first one that passed away in September, we told you about that on the show back here when it happened, because it was a shocking, like, push alert that I, I came in from, like, getting coffee or something. Oh, was like, my God. Oh, my God. You guys, we have to go on there and talk about this. Then this one happened. I'll remind you. Christmas Eve, Kevin Spacey put out that creepy video of him sitting in front of a fire talking about kill them with kindness. Yes, and... with scary music at the end of it while he right. was stoking a fire with a giant fire poker. 22 and a half hours later, this person was dead. Not saying that those two things are connected, but I'm not saying they're yeah. not connected either. So that person wasn't alive. They were dead. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, folks is turning up dead. <laughs> So I just want to point out that um, we have said that we're thinking about getting um, Channel Q's investigative unit, the Smokey Eye team. The Smokey Eye team needs to get in on this. We get might out be your fans on this. and your pens and pencils. Get out your eyeshadow, and we're going to maybe put the Smokey Eye team on this. I'm not quite <laughs> sure yet. Um, but another story has come out uh, in the in the course of the time that we've been off the air. Uh, this comes on New Year's Eve. The headline says, Kevin Spacey settles sexual assault lawsuit after accuser's death. Now, well, how convenient. How convenient. You're able to settle because the person is dead. <laughs> so I am I'm tripping off of this because this is from the first accuser that passed away in September. Um, now, details of this, if you may remember, that this accuser was anonymous. We never found out who this person was. Right. They were in court as John Doe, something that Kevin Spacey's lawyers were fighting against. I'm sorry, is this the massage Yes. Person? Okay. Yes, exactly. This um, is the person that said that I was giving Kevin Spacey a massage and in his house and then he fought. Yes. Twice, yeah. And so um, when that person passed away, uh, the question was, well, does this this lawsuit continue or or this, this case? That person had 90 days to have someone from their family kind of take over that, that suit or whatever. Right. It was like his brother or something, right? It was their son. Oh, the so, son. So um, it says, I'm just kind of looking at this from the, the article specifically. It says, in November, the accuser's son successfully petitioned a probate court to become special administrator. The probate filing cited the urgency of the Spacey suit. Um, and they say, now comes the settlement. Attorneys for Spacey and the special administrator filed a stipulation to dismiss the case with prejudice, meaning claims can't be refiled. No terms of the deal were made public. So short version of this is... Kevin Spacey and this person have reached some kind of a settlement mm -hmm. that says they're going to drop the charges and they can't be refiled. I'm sorry, that seems too convenient. I want to talk to the son. I, I, I want to talk too. to anybody in this guy's family. But that person has got to be like, I, I'm sorry, people are turning up dead. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm with a T. With a T. D E A. DT. And so I am I'm not buying this. I think Kevin Spacey paid this person off. Call me a conspiracy theorist if you want to, but this S word is just too weird. I I don't think that you and I are are quick to jump to conspiracy theories, but if you're following along, Jarrett and I both believe that Tulsi Gabbard is a Russian Russian spy. To be clear, everyone in politics believes that. And 
Kevin Spacey's a serial killer. I'm sorry. He is definitely very serial killery. Because <laughs> people so, are turning up dead. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Well, we're only a couple days into 2020, and already we're making people angry, Jarrett. At least I am. I was going to say, I think we is a little generous there. No, uh, you know, it's it's a show thing. If, if it's me, then it's all of us. No, okay? don't think that's how that math Dragging works. you under the bus. Pretty sure that's not how that works. In Turing News It or Lose It, uh, we talked about how there is uh, one of the heads of Marvel said that there is going to be a transgender Marvel character coming up. They're actually filming it now. You wouldn't say what movie it is or when, but Chris Contreras... Then I followed it up by listing off several LGBT comic book characters. I knew as I was reading it Mm -hmm. that I was going to piss off some nerds that were like, this is the DC world, it's not the Marvel world, and of course... It sounds just like an Android user. It says, (laughs) you guys officially made it an hour and 44 minutes without a huge controversy this year. Half of those characters Ali listed were from DC, not Marvel. We don't talk about the DC Cinematic Universe. It's trash. That's coming from Chris Contreras. So, an Android user is pissed and doesn't want to talk about DC over Marvel because, because DC, DC is, is trash. trash. The irony. The irony the of irony. it all. Speaking of from one Android user to another, um, <laughs> uh, Trump supporter Dave uh, messaged us on Instagram and was saying the tandem blow up kayak almost ended his relationship too. Yeah. Which, you know, apparently the, the tandem kayak, one thing I did not know existed it's before right. an hour go ago. Go left. No, you have to go left. There's a boat coming. Why <laughs> Why are you not turning? Keep turning. I've never My arms are tired. heard of this. Oh my God. It'll break you up real fast. If, you, if you're on the rocks, get, a, get in a kayak. I was going to say, apparently the, the tandem kayak is breaking up homes everywhere. So <laughs> um, that has been our, our a little bit of feedback from all of yes. you all. Um, and shout out to Janet Jackson's feedback, Emmy. I know. What I a great backtrack for this um so this is a good segue because we do want to continue to hear from you as far as what you would like to cancel in the year 2020 of course there are all kinds of trends that everybody partook in over the past decade but specifically last year there were a lot of crazy ones so this is a list of some of the trends that we hope don't continue in 2020. I thought we could kind of go through it, but also add our own. Mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. when during crosstalk with uh, Michaela and AJ Gibson, he had a great suggestion, which was to cancel cancel culture. I mean, I think cancel culture is really, really awful. But I do think some things do get do need to get canceled. The reason I think cancel culture is awful is because like people talk about how much they're canceling something and then they're back to it the next week. So that's true. That does happen. I mean, the boycott is like I'm gonna boycott this forever, and then like three weeks later, you're like, I want a chicken. I love the chicken sandwich. (laughs) I will tell you, the last thing I ate this in 2019 was a Popeye's chicken sandwich. Really? Yeah, yeah. That's a good last meal. It was. It was saying farewell. That's <laughs> Bye-bye. Exactly. And here's to more in 2020. All right, so some of the ones on this list uh, are the ever-shrinking economy seat. That's a trend that has been going on for the past decade. You know, they it's like New Year's parties where it's like, you know, you you get like a basic fare, which won't even get you in the door. So now you have to pay extra to walk in the door and then you have to pay extra to stand at a table. You have to pay extra to get a glass of champagne. They're doing the same thing with the airlines. They're like, OK, why don't we offer you thirty nine dollar tickets? So you click on it and you're like, oh, how exciting. And then you realize there's this new basic fare economy where you don't even get leg space. Like you actually have to shrink your legs in order to see. 
sit in the seat. I feel like I reported on this in 2015. I feel like I've said it on the show before, but there was someone who did a study on whether or not like boarding in groups actually is better or more efficient for boarding. Mm-hmm. And they actually said if you let people board the airplane as a free for all, it would actually be faster and more efficient than just than doing this, you know, the platinum plus diamond badass group. Mm-hmm. And then the the you know, like if and going through group seven and all oh, that. They throw in random ones too. I don't know if you've ever been around for that, but they've done uh, anyone who is a Seattle Seahawks wearing a Seattle Seahawks jersey, oh, you God. get to board first. And I'm like, F you Yeah, no, that kind of stuff is ridiculous. And they just say, like, if you just let everyone get on the plane, it'd be fine. That's the Southwest way. Yeah. All right. Uh, the next one is everyone and their mother launching a streaming service. Oh, Jesus. There are so many now. It is so overwhelming. <sighs> While Disney Plus has been a great success and so has Apple Plus for the most part, it's very, very exhausting to be like, I watched this on, what is it on? It's on Facebook Watch. It's on Prime Video. But then you have to order it. But then, hold on. I also get it with my Hulu. It's But I very, have a promo code and right. it's such and such. And it's a seven-day trial. And I will say. It's a Snapchat Dis- show. Disney Plus. Right. It's on Quibi. Um, <laughs> Quibi's the new thing that's coming, everybody. Get ready for that. It is. Quibi? It's a thing called Quibi. It's going to be. They I actually have a ton 100% of content. thought you made that up. No, it's a real thing. <laughs> It's a real thing called Quibi. Um, yeah, but like I, I will say I'm grateful that Disney Plus brought High School Musical, the musical the series, into my life. I love that you're telling me that while rolling your eyes at your own sentence. I hate Travel Anderson for bringing this show into my life. <laughs> but every time there's a new episode, I'm like, stop what you're doing because they're about to ruin. All right. Another trend people want to die is all our devices spying on us. I mean... Is that too much to ask? The devices spying on us is how the robots taking over will have begun. Yeah. Because they're listening to us. They're learning what we like, what we don't like, who we like and don't like, where we want to go, what we want to have, all of those things. Mm -hmm. They're going to use that information against us. Alexa, I'm talking to you. (laughs) Yeah, and she's listening. And she is. Exactly. All right, baby shark. I will 100% agree on this one. I think that it's, it's great. Glad kids love it. They love Peppa Pig and they love Baby Shark, but let's, I think we should just kill them both at this point. Baby Shark, I will tell you, if I didn't have a nephew who loved Baby Shark, I would hate it because every time it comes on, though, he starts clapping and Mm -hmm. like smiling and doing the whole thing. So cute. I do remember when we were doing the the songs that Thanksgiving forgot. uh, Drop the Subject Presents Mm -hmm. Thanksgiving Music Matters Mm 2. Now that's what I call Thanksgiving. (laughs) Gets longer and longer. I was going to say the longest title in history. Um, They had the Thanksgiving Baby Shark song. Oh, yeah. And it was kind of problematic. Exactly. And I was like, are you guys really saying Indian? Like, oh, come on. (laughs) Like, Jesus. At two, baby shark. Right. (laughs) Um, The next one is gender reveal parties, which is 100% on my list. I have been- Gender reveal parties, you said? Gender reveal. I think gender reveals in general, but gender reveal parties. And there's just, if you can see the picture here, Jared, it's just a giant blue cloud exploding. Of an explosion. Because it's gotten to the point where people are losing their lives, okay? I get that we're excited about revealing the gender of our babies, but I also think in 2020, gender's not really going to matter. Well, Allie, we have to take a quick break, but there is this rundown of the- 2010 trends seeing what which ones you participated in i feel like you and i should take this quiz when we come back see if we're 
if we're good people or bad people. If, yeah, Basically, if we're part again. of the problem. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, you guys can participate along with us. You can give us a call, 833-77-CALL-Q. That's 833-77-CALL-Q. Uh, let us know what trends you hated, which ones that you think are great, which ones you're going to be participating in in the new year. 833-77-CALL-Q. We'll take a quick break. We'll be right back. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. All right. We're about to get into this quiz now. Allie and Jarrett here on Drop the Subject with you taking you into the new year in style. Well, actually, speaking of style, here are a few trends that people or me want canceled in 2020. I'm going to go ahead and add to this list and say those leotard tops. What? You know those tops that have like le- that they're actual leotards and they like button down in your crotch? But aren't those like decades long? That's not like a trend. That's been no, around for a long time, right? I mean, people have been wearing leotards for a long time, but yeah. I see them everywhere now oh. where it's like everybody is wearing those leotards and then you put pants over it. And I get that it's kind of nice because then you don't have to keep fussing with your shirt. But think about it when you have to go to the bathroom. Okay, people? It's very difficult. I mean, isn't it just like Velcro on the bottom or something? It's buttons sometimes. Oh, God. Okay, no. No one has time for buttons. All right, well, BuzzFeed has put together this list of of the 2010 trends that we have to see how many of them we participated in, and I think it'll tell us what kind of garlic bread we are. So... <laughs> so we're gonna run through these. Uh, you guys can play along at home and see uh, where you fall. Are you ready? I'm ready. Crackle nail polish. Nope. Never did it. Mustache themed th- themed things. No, but I do have friends that did that. And you've been running a mustache. I've been, <laughs> so, I've been growing my own mustache. For feather many... hair extensions. Nope. Metallic tattoos. Nope. Man buns. Nope. Silly <laughs> bands. Nope. I don't even know what those are. Silly bands. Animal-shaped rubber bands that people have. They're different shapes. They're different shapes. They're different shapes. Different shapes. Are Emmy they made of to rubber? know what these things are about. Are they stick them? No, no. They were, like, straight up, like, rubber. Do you know the, like, they were called sex bands, like, way yeah. a long time ago? So uh-huh. it's kind of like that, but instead of it just being a circle, like, it's in the shape of, like, an animal. But or, you wear it as a bracelet? Yeah, you put them all over your huh. arm. They're cute, honestly. Okay. I have to admit that. Okay. Okay. Um, so is that one that you partook in then, Emmy, or no? Yeah, I had silly bands. Okay. It was, like, when I think I was in middle school. All right. They're cute. Um, Chokers. I have many friends who have done the choker thing. I have not. Uh, tiny sunglasses. Nope. <laughs> flower crowns. Mm, no. Sh- I hate flower crowns. Shutter Cancel. Sh- that sounds like something that would be straight up your alley, goddess moon circle. Okay. I am into fla- I'm, I'm into warrior goddess cards. I am not into making flower crowns, and you I think that's also- get more and more lesbian by the moment. <laughs> uh, shutter shades. Those are the sunglasses that have like lines through them, but you can still see through them. Never did those. I think I had a pair that just I got from like a, you know, like a New Year's Eve Kind of party. Or like, yeah. yeah, St. Patrick's Day or something like that. I still don't have one of these yet. Okay. Scrunchies. Never. <laughs> you know what? S- a quick sidebar. My uh, roommate in college- she, this was in, uh, let's see, 2006, she was also a lesbian, and when she was with a lady friend and didn't want to be disturbed, she put a scrunchie on, on her, her doorknob. Door no, that's the do not disturb. Uh, <laughs> it was like a that's, That goes all the way back to college, yeah. Okay, smoky eyes, never done it. Nope. Um, Instagram makeup. Nope. Highlighting and contouring. Yes, I do do that now. Do you? Highlight and contour? I try. I'm not good at it, but and, and I don't do it with. Uh, I do it with whatever. I do it okay. with powder and stuff. Baking, as in like sun tanning. 
Oh, no, I thought this meant actual baking. I no. was like, Great British Bake Off! No, well, the photo is of Kim Kardashian with a heavy-duty tan. Oh, no, okay. no, no. Or is it the makeup, like baking, like the powder? Like everyone was really into, like, you have to bake your makeup. Like, oh, you know what? That is what, what this I is. Think it is. I, what yes, is baking that it, your makeup? It's using concealer under your eye and then the, like doing the darker thing. It's and... like, no, it's like a powder that you put after you do like a full face. Like, it's like a powder or something that like sets it in there. Like, oh. it's like baking and you look like you just have like flour, like on your face. <laughs> Which is Why a look. would you do that? I, don't, it I sets think it the sets makeup the makeup and makes it hold. Yeah. yeah. I remember this. Um, eyelash extensions. Nope. Never did it. Ombre hair. Mm, no, not officially. Winged eyeliner. Nope. I think the winged eyeliner looks good on everyone. I, I mean, I, that's wearing I, makeup. You, you have not seen it on me. It does Uggs. not look good on me. Uggs? Uh, yeah, I've always been an Ugg lady. Slides? I literally have these sandals at home. These uh, Nike slides, slide-in sandals, you, I have them for wearing around the house. Katie has the Adidas ones. That's the same thing. Though, yeah, yeah, the same. Yeah, but those little you. bubble. No, not me. Uh, Birkenstocks. Come on, Big Les. That's my. I've had the same pair since I was in high school. Doc Martens. Stop it. Who are you talking to? Yes. Yes. Biker shorts. <laughs> I have ugly legs, so no. Crop tops. No. Ripped jeans. Yes. High waisted everything. Yes. Skinny joggers. Yes, Where? I have. I actually was wearing those exact pants yesterday, those <laughs> Adidas sweats. Yep. Wearing yoga pants outside of yoga. Yep. Oh, God. That's a grocery store thing. I don't even know what Holo is, but they're like these iridescent sneaker boot things. Yeah, and they're, that's by Dolls Kill, which they have like kind of punky fashion. Yikes. Okay, sense. fanny pack. No, but so many of my, I want a fanny pack. I, this is something that I, a trend that I want to be on. Rainbow food? I mean, sure. I, I I can't think of any, but yeah. Um, okay, uh, this Kankin backpack, never heard of it. <laughs> Black food, cronuts, avocado toast. I have had okay, that. Okay, I'm doing cronuts and avocado toast because yes. Freak shake. Oh, I have had a cronut too. Freak shake. Nope. Pumpkin spice everything. I did no. a lot of pumpkin spice. Food trucks, love them. Of course. G-free food, kombucha. We had a bunch of the booch around here. I love the Kombucha booch. gone. <laughs> Fidget spinners, hydro flasks. I have that. I have a hydro flask and a fidget spinner hoverboards and selfie sticks neither have neither planking i did that spin class did that yep parkour you did planking yeah well planking is an exercise no but like there was a trend where people oh, would do it in yeah, all these public locations i wasn't locations. like planking on stuff i remember someone planking on the stove and like falling through yeah. it like yeah that was funny so you didn't do that i didn't do that okay. let me unclick like, it that really doesn't seem like coney, something you would do coney 2012 parkour 2012 the end of the world saying yolo angry birds i played that fruit yep. ninja yep flappy bird candy yep. crush did that all the of, cup song oh man i knew the cup song before it was the cup song on that movie Fortnite, the harlem shake the harlem shake pissed me off because no one that's not the real harlem shake the chubby bunny challenge the ice bucket challenge i did that whisper challenge kylie jenner lip challenge mm, following no. influencers did that podcasts Visco Girl, Slime, E-Boy, E-Girl, and Soft Girl Boy. I don't know what either one of those things means. I don't know what any of those mean, but we are going to show our results now, and we're going to share them when we get back. Boom. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. All right, maybe you've been ringing in the new year by just binge-watching a bunch of stuff on Netflix, but hey, there are other things you can do. You can also listen to podcasts and read books. I know. I'm sorry. I don't Hold I'm on. not following. I don't want to scare you. You can read books. You can also download audiobooks. We're going to talk about (laughs) 
what we have been binging as far as pods and books in the new year to help kind of launch us into a maybe a uh, a more happy, well-being state of mind. Exactly, but we have to let people know that we took this test. We oh, that's the right. Results. Turns out neither one of us are that trendy. I got 31%. It says, you're not that into trends. Popular trends weren't really your thing in the 2010s, and that's okay. You probably participated in a few here or there, but you tend to stay away from big trends. Most of the time, you have your own unique style, and that's pretty cool. Wow, thanks, BuzzFeed. How affirming. Thank I you. actually got the exact same thing, and uh, I got 44%. And I think the only reason why I had a higher percentage than you was because of the Birkenstocks and the Doc Martens. I really think that was all <laughs> the, the only difference. If I were a little bit more lesbian. Oh, I might have been there with you. Yeah, you know, I mean, I just those get me. Those are not trends for me. Those are lifestyle choices. So we were talking about the trends that, um, or the not the trends, but the things that we've been binging. And I was telling you guys earlier that I've been like binging television and all kinds of stuff over the holidays. But I've also started like really finishing up like books that I've wanted to read and all kinds of stuff like that. And so um, then Emmy was saying that she was reading a book, and then you were talking about you were reading. And so we're like, oh, we should talk about the things that we're doing to kind of kick off the new year. Emmy, I'll let you start. You said that you were reading a book that is absolutely my favorite book of all time. It's called The Four Agreements. It is. Yeah. So good. For those of you who don't want to read, it is on Audible, and it's like only like two and a half hours. It's a really quick whole, read yeah. if it's, you are yeah. reading a physical book. It's really fast. But the content is like really important because like even though you you're listening to it and it all makes sense like it's perfectly logical but mm-hmm. like a lot of people like need to be reminded that yeah like you are basically in charge of your own life and y- it's like up to you to have confidence and like feel like other people shouldn't be scrutinizing you for like what you're doing and like all kinds of stuff like that and it's like really about like kind of respecting yourself and um realizing when things are not yeah. you're not being treated properly or I always tell people if you can get through that preface the preface is a little weird before yeah. you get to <laughs> the, before you get to the first four it's a little like, hippy dippy yeah but the four agreements is four agreements that you make with yourself about how you'll conduct yourself in the world and they're so fantastic um the four of them are be impeccable with your word don't take anything personally don't make assumptions and always do your best and they talk about why they're so important and I I think it's one of the most transformative books I've ever read which is why it's one of my favorites and a lot of people that I really love and admire have all talked about having read that book and how it and made a big impact for them so I, I love that yeah. book. Yeah. I, I also like how they make how they he makes a point about bad agreements that you make with yourself and mm. how to get rid of those because mm-hmm. you know they talk about how society has taught us negative agreements that we've made with ourselves like oh if I don't work out then I'm going to be a fat piece of crap and everyone's going to hate me like that's Mm -hmm. an agreement that you're making with yourself that's not serving you so it's like these are the four agreements that are actually going to help you live your life at your highest for towards your highest good rather yeah. than be to your detriment don't take anything personally the second agreement was probably the one that had the most impact on me is like recognizing everyone comes to whatever moment they're in with all of the stuff that came before it and that's how they know how, how they respond to you is how they know how to respond to things and like that one was probably the most profound to me so or if I, someone just attacks you like if someone just like verbally assaults you for no reason because mm-hmm. there are definitely those types of people out there it's like that has nothing to do with you it's right. like all of like their own stuff that they're dealing with and it like literally has nothing to do with you yeah so i it was interesting. i think every person should read that book twice like it's just so fantastic so i love that you read that i did I yes love that. yes um so i just finished okay the weird thing is i've carried this book around in my backpack for probably six or seven years maybe more but never actually read it um and it's called the alchemist 
Oh and yeah, I Katie, we have that book classic. in our in our house. Yeah. I heard Will Smith talking about The Alchemist a million years ago, and I was like, "Oh, that sounds really great." And I bought the book and never read it. And I well, it's not exactly a catchy title. Well, right. I mean, it's not like sexy, but it is a quick read. Um, if you're doing an audiobook, it's like four and a half hours. I will tell you, the audiobook is read by Jeremy Irons, who is the oh, voice of Scar nice. in The Lion King. That's so a I have great to, like, narration. He's no, he's fantastic. In yeah. The book. Um, but I had to like disassociate Scar from like the first hour. Um, but it's such a fantastic book, and it really talks about how you can achieve your dreams and like anything that you are working on in your life, you can do. Um, but it also talks about how people like are born with like a dream or like they have a dream when they're young and like there's always a point in your life where you kind of abandon it and like you because you made a choice to go this direction versus going Mm. that direction um and it was crazy to me to have carried that book around for so long but for it to resonate with me so profoundly when i read it so um the alchemist is a really really fantastic book um that really kind of speaks to you being able to to live the life that you want that's great yeah i uh listened to a book called many lives many masters and it is a real short read. Uh, I'm talking like, I think maybe two hours on audiobook. Okay. Uh, it's written by a psychotherapist named Dr. Brian Weiss, and basically it details a real uh, interaction that he had with one of his clients, where there was this woman, her name is Catherine, and she was she had horrible crippling anxiety. Mm. She had all these phobias, including a big fear of death and dying. She was on medication; nothing was helping. So somebody recommended him as a as a psychiatrist, as a, a psychotherapist, to help her. So he started doing like hypnotherapy, and he was like trying to take her into younger parts of her life to see if there was trauma. And then she all of a sudden started talking about in hypnosis. Oh yeah, I'm in this marketplace. Place and actually, my name is Adana, and blah 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 blah. And I'm 18 years old. And he's like, "Oh, what year is it?" And she's like, "1863 BC." And she starts talking and re rehashing all of these past lives that oh she God. had. Oh that he God. then like is able to corroborate. Like she's able to like talk about wow. landscapes and all this what? stuff that really happened. And so he ends up detailing all of these past lives that she has had and talking to uh, her spirit guides in between lives that she's had. That's and then he's like what? all in hypnosis. She's like telling him all of this stuff. And so he completely changes his practice and now does past life regression. Fascinating, really Whoa. quick book. Yeah. All right. So make sure Whoa. to check out all the, I'm going to go get that on Audible. Okay. <laughs> you should. It's really short. So um, Don Miguel Ruiz wrote, uh, the Four Agreements, you can get that. Uh, Paolo Coelho wrote uh, uh, The Alchemist, so you can go get that. And Brian... Brian, Dr. Brian Weiss. Dr. Brian Weiss. Many Lives, wrote, Many Masters. Many Lives, Many Masters. Check out those books. We'll take a quick break. When we come back, A.K. Cray Cray. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. All right. It's a new decade. It's a new day. It's very exciting here at Drop the Subject. But you know what trend never dies? People, couples, doing crazy things. We call it Gay Gay Cray Cray. And that's why we play Gay Gay Cray Cray, where we share a story of a couple doing something a little unconventional, and you guess whether the couple is gay gay or if they're just boring old hetero cray crays. And boy, do I have a doozy for you, Jarrett. Are they human? They are human. Last time okay. there was a, yes, it was a, a, it was a, a wedding. It was a dogs, right? It was a... <laughs> It was a couple that was very much in love. They had been raised together. They lived together. They even had a marriage ceremony, and they were looking to be adopted for uh, Christmas. And yes, we revealed later that it was two dogs, but they were hetero dogs. To be clear. To be clear. I tell you this week about a couple 
who, and I, I am going to admit, this didn't happen over New Year's, okay? It, this is a, not exactly a story that happened this past weekend, but it's an important one nonetheless and a great gay, gay, cray, cray. A couple has revealed that they proposed to each other at the same time during a game of Pictionary. I have more information. Okay. I can even give you their, well, their names are pretty gender neutral, but I will give you their last names. That'll help. So they uh, they were visiting family over the holidays, and they decided to play a fun game of family Pictionary. Uh, Cade, this is one person in the couple, uh, tried to draw the phrase, will you marry me, on the board during said game of Pictionary. While they were doing that, the other person, Monaco, got down on one knee and asked Cade to marry them. Stunned, Cade turned around, reached behind the couch, and also pulled out a ring that they had bought to propose to Monaco. So Cade and Monaco both planned to propose to each other during a game of Pictionary. At the same moment. At the same moment. Monaco said, this is a joke, laughed as Cade exclaimed, we kept this secret from each other, and it was the same exact secret. Later on, they found out that the mother of one of the two had sort of separately suggested to them that they propose during the game of Pictionary. So they kind of set it up. But they were both ready to propose. But they were both ready to propose. They even posted pictures of their rings, which, you know, I'm not going to show I'm not going to show you the picture, but one of them's wearing a beanie and has a lot of tattoos. So what's your guess? Um, I Emmy's saying wrap it up. Okay, I'm going to guess when we come back because I don't know. I'm going to review my notes when we come back. We will give you the dramatic conclusion to gay, gay, cray, cray. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject is back. We are finishing up Gay Gay Cray Cray. In just a moment, we're going to talk about some of the major new laws that are taking effect um, in in states across the country. And um, there's so many of them. I know that there are hundreds, according to an LA Times uh, headline, hundreds of new laws that take effect just in California uh, that that started yesterday. So we'll kind of give you the lowdown on that stuff. But first... I can't have plastic straws anymore, can I? Yeah, well, maybe not. Um, okay, but Allie, we got to finish up your cray, gay, gay, cray, cray. The notes that I took were they proposed to each other during a game of Pictionary where they both proposed at the same time Uh that this was set up by the mom that knew they both wanted to propose and seemingly told them to do it during Pictionary. (laughs) Um, They were visiting with family. Their names are Cade and Monaco. Those are their last names. Oh, their last names are Cade and Monaco. Mm -hmm. Okay, that was going to make me ask a follow-up question. But now that I know their last names are Cade and Monaco as opposed to their first names, I was going to ask you if they were like gender neutral or something like that. So one of the names is gender neutral. I'll even give it to you. Berkeley. Berkeley Cade? Berkeley Cade is one of the names. Not helpful at all. Um, (laughs) (laughs) It says that Cade was drawing and Monaco was the one that was down on on one knee. I think, I don't know why, but the beanie and tats thing that you told us at the end Mm -hmm. makes me feel like this is a pair of lesbians. Okay, so you're going gay lesbos. Gay lesbos, final answer. Who else would propose to each other during a joint game of Pictionary while visiting family in Wisconsin? You are absolutely correct! Yes! They are gay gay! 
And correct. Berkeley Cade and her girlfriend, Tori Monaco, were playing oh a game God. of Pictionary at Berkeley Cade's parents' Tori? house. Oh, I'm sorry. It wasn't Wisconsin. It was Seattle. When the pair accidentally proposed to each other at the same time. That's amazing. Yeah. I, I guess like this there's no them. need for an answer in that kind of situation. Yeah. Oh, they're cute. Or what if they both said no? I know, right? I was thinking, like, how does how do you say no if you were proposing at the same time? You know what I mean? Will you marry me? I hope not. I am. Uh, well, actually, uh, you know. I'm doing this out of obligation. All right. So, as we said, there are tons of new laws that are taking effect today. And we kind of want to run you through some of the big ones. Um, number one here, in Illinois, recreational weed is now legal. Congratulations, Woo! Allie. Congratulations, Illinois. Congratulations, yes. This is big. People in Chicago now... I'll be visiting Chicago more often. I, I really think that this is going to be a game changer. I Sometimes I forget when I visit other states. Mm. I'm like, oh, no, you've been living half a life. <laughs> half a life? Is that what it is? <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I mean, it's pretty awesome that they have that now. And, I, I mean, the question continues to loom of, like, if it's going to go national yeah. or if, go, if conservatives are going to try and take it to the Supreme Court or something like that. So we'll see. New York is ending cash bail for many offenses, which I think is really fantastic. Hmm. Um, I don't think people think about the way that this this uh, is an injustice to a lot of people. But, like, being able to get out of jail. Just because you got a bunch of money. Is is so a yeah. privileged thing. And I think about um, the endless numbers of stories of people who have been in jail for years because they couldn't afford to get bail on something they weren't even like charged with or hadn't even gone to court for. So I think ending cash bail for, is a really, really great thing. So Or a lot of people go into debt taking out loans yeah. to get cash bail. To then like be that. found not guilty. Right. Or something like exactly. that. Exactly. So, yeah. uh, a new red flag gun reform law goes into effect in several states in Colorado, Nevada, and Hawaii, there's a new red flag law, meaning that family members, law enforcement, and others can petition a court to have a person be temporarily blocked from accessing guns if mm. a judge determines that that person is a threat to themselves or to others. A little more gun control. Right. They say there are more than a dozen other states that already have such a, a law um, that are on the books. And I think that's kind of an awesome thing because yeah. there's plenty of times where it's been like, how did this person even get a gun? Or why did they not stop this person from being able to get it? So I think that's really great. Um we see that historic laws are coming to California governing everything from data privacy to the gig economy um, to uh, the, pol the police use of force. I will say the gig economy thing is something that directly impacts uh, myself and a lot of people that I work with as yeah. a journalist that freelances with a lot of different outlets. Um, and I think that's going to be a really big game-changing thing in, a, in like the ways that it's going to impact people that were never even seemingly uh, thought about because it's all kind of started with Uber and Lyft and the way that those... The drivers are not technically employees, so yeah, that'll be yeah. an interesting thing. Uh, a couple of things. Plastic bags are out starting in 2020. Oregon is the latest state to ban single-use plastic bags at grocery stores. Uh, Florida, they're getting, they're now issuing tickets for texting while driving, which I can't believe they weren't doing before. I know. Where is that? In Florida. Oh, they're now going to begin writing tickets for drivers caught texting and driving. And cyclists can breathe uh, breeze through stop signs in Oregon. What? You don't have to stop at a stop sign anymore if that you're a cyclist like in Oregon. Super dangerous. Yeah. Um, lastly, minimum wage is going to be getting a boost in over a dozen different states. More than 21 states um, and, uh, and 26 cities and counties, uh, according to the National Employment Law Project, um, in some places, it's going to be up over $15 an hour. So congratulations oh, to those folks. Yeah, Kind of makes um, you miss minimum wage, doesn't it? Nope, not at all. Can't <laughs> say that. <laughs> we'll take a quick break. More Drop the Subject coming up. 
drop the subject. The new Channel Q. So we were talking about all of these laws that are now taking effect in states across the country, and we're like, there's so many more. So we wanted to continue to kind of let you know what's happening in, in places across the country. Well, what we've learned so far is that everything green is in. That's yeah. Weed is in. Generally, yeah. Getting rid of plastic bags is in. It is indeed. Minimum wage raising is in. It's more I, money green. I see what you did there because those are all things that They're are all green. They're all green. They are. See what I did? Yeah, I see what you did there. Shout out to you. Uh, <laughs> That's all I wanted. Uh, throughout the state of California, uh, shout out to our listeners in Palm Springs, Los Angeles, San Francisco, Sacramento, and radio.com. Um, there's a new law that took effect yesterday that, that forbids employers employers to discriminate against their workers or job applicants who have racially associated hairstyles such as dreads or, excuse me, as locks, cornrows, or braids. Um, the bill sponsor, State Senator Holly Mitchell, uh, said that the company dress codes and grooming standards have had an unfair impact on African Americans. This, uh, according to Governor Newsom, this was started after that video of the wrestler who had to cut his hair. Yes, and that I remember. Video went viral, um, and it started the conversation for California. And it has taken a little while, obviously, to to um, become legislation and now to be en- uh, enacted. But I'm really happy about this because technically, how I have my hair right now could probably get me fired in certain places or not hired, and that would be legally protected. Your your hair right now would. Yes. Wow. Because my hair is twisted and too short, like, and, and I'm considering locking my hair. I'm not sure. I like, but like it. it could, thank you. But it could get me fired or could prevent me from being able to get a job. And even right now, if I was going out for a news job, um, I could probably, they probably wouldn't hire me if I had this hair. You would, you would be worried that you wouldn't get hired because of your hairstyle. Absolutely. And I would really hope that this change and, and you know, something that I'm reading from Holly Mitchell, as you said before, she said, I'm so excited to see the culture change that will ensue from this law. And I, I'm hopeful that younger generations will see less discrimination at schools because yeah. remember there was a lot of stories that we read about in schools of their of, of kids having to have their remember that marker incident the, that happened where the teacher made that kid color in his hair with oh, black, with the black marker, marker because like he just, had the parts on the side of his hair yes, like that. Yes, like exactly, stuff like yeah. that. I really hope that that will change my, as a result of this. On my old show, there was a, a pair of, I think they were twin sisters or they were they were just young girls who had braids that have hair braided into their braids and they told them they couldn't have that hairstyle um, and they were suspended from school. They were kept off of their sports teams. Um, those kinds of things happen all over the country. Wow. So really happy to hear about that. In New Hampshire... Um, um, there's a new law that allows um, driver's licenses. Can I use English this time? Because I'm Dri- not speaking it, it very it, well. Go ahead. <laughs> that allows the state to change their gender markers. So you can have M for male, female, um, you get the F, or you can have an X now um, if you don't uh, identify as one gender or the other. So New Hampshire's kind of leading the charge on that. I love X. Yeah. I kind of just want to be like, X. One of the- <laughs> That's who I am. One of the more important ones that I feel like is really not talked about enough and people really need to be aware of um, is the Real ID Act. This is something that came out of actually 9-11, which has obviously been a long time now. But um, the 9-11 Commission, um, they decided that we need to have IDs that are more secure. Um, This doesn't take an effect uh, on January 1st, but it will be on October 1st. Um, Travelers wanting to board airplanes by using driver's licenses or ID cards must have one that complies with the Real ID Act. Basically, um, your license or, or whatever ID you have will have a star in the top corner. It's like a round star. Um, and that's something that I don't feel like is getting promoted enough. I don't feel like the airlines are talking about it no, enough. No, and I then don't think in TSA October, is. no one's going to be able to board a plane because no one's been told that they need to get a new ID. No, Allie, October is going to come and it's airports gonna are going to be an S show every single day because they're. this is only nine months away. 
Right. You know what I mean? Like it's it's coming very soon and people having a scheduled time to go get their new ID and all that kind of stuff. Like I don't even know if I'm covered on, underneath this because I have a passport card, which comes when you have like pre-check and global entry. I don't even know if that's going to work. Probably, you know what I yeah, mean? And there's not. not enough discussion about it. So it's really important. Um, just going back quickly to uh, the driver's license, the the um the gender neutral driver's license options. I saw at Target the other day somebody had their gender pronouns on their uh on their name tag as a worker. Oh, really? Yeah, it was like my name's Taylor and I'm they them. Oh, that's cool. And I cool. was like, "Oh my god, that's really cool that at a store like I wouldn't see at a at a especially a big store like Target. Yeah. I think it's really cool that they're doing that. So I, I would really that. hope that more companies would adopt that as well. Nice. Well looking in Seattle, um, where we have listeners on 103.3 FM or also on 107.7 FM HD two, there in Washington, states must put their children up to <laughs> two years old in a rear facing car seat under the new law that took effect yesterday. And it <laughs> Turns previous recommendations into a requirement. Ch- children ages two to four must be in a forward-facing harness seat, and those older than four must remain in a booster seat <laughs> if they are shorter than four foot nine inch- inches, a restriction that right. may include many middle school students. So your sixth grade brother or sister who is just was who's is, a shorty who's just little yeah is gonna have to be in a booster seat driving up to get dropped off in front of all their friends. That's not kinda, embarrassing at all. That's wildin'. I don't think I like that. <laughs> I don't like that either. Um, and then I remember back when I was a kid and how I got pissed off when uh, they changed the law so that I had to wear a seatbelt. Yeah. And I complained to my dad all the time. I was like, why do I have to wear a stupid seatbelt? It doesn't even fit me right. And he was like, it's because of Bill Clinton. And I was like, Bill Clinton's stupid. Oh, no. I hate him. Impeach him. Well, finally, um, for our listeners that are listening in Portland on the Buzz 101, 105.1 uh, FMHD2, shoppers there in Oregon, you cannot bring home your New Year's Day party supplies or single-use plastic checkout bags at all. Mm -mm. They say those bags are illegal there starting yesterday, except, interestingly, if you're buying fish and meat or if you're taking home dry cleaning. Those single-use plastic bags are so loud. Oh, those little thin, thin, thin ones. Yeah, you know, the dry cleaning lobby. They was really really working hard on that one. And you can do what my wife's mom does, which is use those little thin produce bags for all of your shopping. There you go. (laughs) Work around. Drop the Subject presents News It or Lose It. All right, Allie, it is once again that time of the day where I've got three headlines, you've got three votes, and the people are probably going to get three stories because I'm amazing. Uh, oh, confident. Um, I actually have like five stories that I wanted to do because they're all so good, but I'm, I'm having to pare it down. It's oh. fine. All right. This man escaped jail and was killed more than 100 years ago <gasps> while on the run, and his remains were just identified. Oh, yes. Right? It has Allie written all over it, uh, weirdly. <laughs> suspected home intruder turns out to be this. <laughs> Is it a cat? It's not a cat. Oh. Um, and Bill Gates' predictions for 2020 were oh. actually spot on. Jared? Yes. Yes. Happy New Year. Yes. <laughs> You're about to see the number of the day is. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject presents. News it or lose it. Um, feeling pretty good. <clears throat> 
You better get to the. You better get to it. Kind of in the building, feeling myself. Uh, <laughs> On a three for three, just going <laughs> to say. All right, so uh, we are in News It or Lose It. And uh, the first thing is Bill Gates made a prediction back in 2020. Um, uh, we'll get to that in a second because they talk about what that is. Um, was one, it just one? It was, there was one specific prediction that he had that came true. Oh. So we'll talk about that in a minute. Um, then <laughs> this first one, I, I saw this and was like, this is so alley. The headline says he escaped jail and was killed more than 100 years ago. But his remains were just found. Mm. He was a prisoner who, like, ran away, apparently. Um, These bones were discovered in an Idaho cave in 1979. And then in 1991, they've been identified as the remains of Joseph Henry Loveless. What a good villain name. Wait, that is a great villain name. Yeah. Uh, That definitely seems like it was in the movie Tombstone. Yeah, exactly. But why? So they identified him in 1991? No, no, no. They found bones in 79 and then more bones, it seems like, in 1991. And they've just been able to figure out who this person is. I see, I see, I see. Um, They say he was a man who escaped from prison more than a century ago after being arrested for killing his wife. Oh, no! I know, right? The identification um, was confirmed by the Clark County Sheriff's Office on Tuesday. They were initially um, made by a nonprofit volunteer organization um, called the DNA Doe Project, which... um, um, said in a Facebook post that the remains were preserved in a buffalo cave for as long as 63 years. They say Loveless likely died around uh, 1916 when he was about 46 years old. Um, he appears to have been killed and dismembered, which is why they found different parts of his body at different times, I guess. <gasps> Wife's brother? Uh, probably, right? <laughs> or the wife came back and got him. Um, before his death, they said that Loveless had been arrested at least twice for bootlegging and escaped custody by sawing through jail bars. Oh, old-fashioned. <laughs> Serious about this, yeah, right? Yeah, he had the trifecta: killed his wife, exactly, sawed through the 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 jail bars, the jail bars, and bootlegging twice. I mean, come on, dude, he's he's he earned the name one. Loveless. He's a real one, right? Uh, so that was a pretty cool thing. So moving from one uh, suspect to another, these folks. Uh, <laughs> I love this headline. It says, "Suspected home intruder turns out to be." Just a vacuum cleaner. Ah, uh, fell for the clickbait. There you go. Twas the night of Christmas at Nor- a North Carolina house. No creature should have been stirring, not even a mouse. But a Forsyth County couple awoke with a fright as something was moving about their house at the night. In the night, it was a Roomba. They dashed to their closet and hid in fear. Dialing nine one one with a sensitive ear. Oh. I love that this is in, in rhyme. They wrote the it was the entire thing. The like whole this? article is in rhyme. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but it turns out it was like their electronic vacuum thing and it like sparked the camera. That, so it like, was the Roomba. The, yeah, it was the Roomba. So this could have been Emmy. This was definitely like the the actual article writers were off for the holidays and this was the sub. Yeah, no, or exactly right. Like this was like, they let the intern write and they were like, I'm going to have so much <laughs> No, fun. the creature exactly. was stirring. <laughs> Not what even a mouse. What rhymes with Roomba? What exactly. rhymes with Roomba? I can't find anything. <laughs> they say the source of the scare had quickly been sorted out um, and was found to be the robot vacuum. The robot had seemingly started and gotten stuck. It's beeping and banging <laughs> Made the audible uh, sounds that uh, kind of stirred the family upstairs. So. Well, you know, once we all have more robots in our homes, we are going to start becoming afraid of them. And we actually should be. You know, who's to say that Roomba wasn't getting ready to rob them? Well, speaking of um, tech that is, has like changed our lives, Bill Gates had a prediction about one piece of tech that would probably change our lives. He predicted... Sex robots. 
Not exactly that. Okay. All right. Um, but Bill Gates had predicted that we would have personal assistants that would be able to do all kinds of things for us. And that has come true. We've got Siri. We've got Alexa. He basically predicted that we would be able to use these things to accomplish tasks for us or kind of help us out throughout the day. He did this a decade ago, saying like in 2020. Oh, he said that in 2010? Yeah. So he would like had the foresight because, I mean, he had the paperclip, remember? Oh, my, Clippy. In, exactly. He was and trying so, to do that with Clippy. Exactly. And apparently, you know, he was not wrong. So um, Bill Gates having foresight into the future and also into being one of the most, I think yeah. he's number one, two, or three, depending on the week, uh, the richest people in the world. Yeah. Well, you know, that's that's where you earn your title as the richest man in the world. There when you, you can actually predict things that are going to make other people billions of dollars. I can predict something that's going to be happening here pretty soon. Is it a commercial break? It's happy endings. It's nice. Oh! Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Welcome back to Drop the Subject. I'm Jarrett. That's Allie. We are just about done here. But it's time for us to uh, jump into the way that we like to finish the show every day. It's mm-hmm. called Happy Endings. Yeah, this is just a quick moment for us to wrap up the show. And uh, maybe point something out that might be a little bit bummer town and switch it around and make it happy and give you something positive to take into the rest of your day and the rest of your oh well second day of the decade yes of the new decade i will i can go first sure and then we also have a ryan mitchell hovering in the corner to tell us about the next show so that'll be coming up in just a moment that'll be coming up in just a moment here is my happy ending Jarrett. you might think oh no we're all going back to work pretty soon i won't have so much time anymore to binge watch all of my favorite shows i've binged the last binge well that's not true because there are some other shows that you can still watch and uh, i'm gonna need your help on this Jarrett. the walking dead oh dead <laughs> i see what you did there okay. night of the living dead dawn of the oh this is a pattern okay dead okay and then dead to me Oh, oh, that's actually okay. a good one. Dead. Poet Society. And Dead. Pool. Oh, oh yeah, okay. Okay, so there's all kinds of shows and films. <laughs> if you guys have no idea what we're doing, because Ryan <laughs> Mitchell's like, what's happening right now? Uh, we were talking about Kevin Spacey being kind of serial killery. Yeah. Um, I, I started writing a bunch of different ones, and I've got like the premises of each of them, but no bright side. <laughs> okay. So the first one was, Kevin Spacey may be kind of a serial killer. But look at the bright side. Uh, and then there was January may be the biggest breakup month of the year. But look at the bright side. You're going to pay half as much to go out to dinner. <laughs> well, I was going to say, if you are single now, you can binge all of the TV shows and books that we suggested for yeah. you earlier without having anyone telling you to slow down. Exactly. And you can pick up on shows that maybe you watched with the, with your partner and then they broke up with you. And you can just continue and watch in silence. Watch them without, at your own pace. Yes, at your own pace without your their annoying commentary. I also started, the Pope may have apologized for deservedly slapping a bitch who tried it, but look at the bright side. <laughs> That's it. Um, Emmy. Yeah, those <laughs> Emmy, are great. That you gave you. me a one almost complete happy ending, there you which go. I'm happy and with. And two premises. So, um, Emmy. Emmy has no happy ending. So All right. happy I do. I mean, it's not a happy ending. I mean, it's just sort of like. Oh, is this? But this, I have a this is how we should intro no. your happy ending every time. Yeah, we'll just use right. the Avril Lavigne one. That's that's right. That's right. What's yours? So yes, the Pope may be under huge scrutiny for slapping a bitch, but <laughs> but. 
he can like you know repent in uh, confessions. But that brings up my next question. Uh-oh. That's not, I didn't ask a question, so this is my first question. <laughs> as a matter of fact, I was like, who uh, does who does the Pope confess to? I was gonna say, who, who? does he go into the thing to? Me. Oh, just oh. Ryan, Ryan Mitchell. Mitchell. <laughs> Got it. The Ryan Mitchell Me. confessional booth. Yes. Starts yes. next. Well, Ryan, Ryan Mitchell, and Shira are Ryan, here. Oh my God, this is a rare moment. I was gonna say this never I mean, happened. Yeah, because Shira's never on time. Yikes. <laughs> Shira, I think I uh, eventually st- th- started thinking that you didn't work here anymore. I never saw you in the building. Surprise. We are joined. There you now. are. Oh, but it's isn't it refreshing now? We're joined yeah, now by, in the flesh. Sh- by Shira and Ryan from Let's Go There right here on Channel Q. They come up at four o'clock Pacific time, seven o'clock Eastern. So tell us what's coming up on you guys' show. <laughs> Okay, so okay, we're talking about the news. She was like, "No, no." We're talking about the news. See, this is why I don't invite you to wow. do this. Okay, so we're doing. The, we're talking obviously about the Pope and yes. kind of etiquette and leadership, mm-hmm. and then also we're talking about asking for an open relationship. Mm-hmm. It's a new year, new sex life. And I, I feel um, like I did that last year. You did. So you have a lot of tips. I was a, a trendsetter. Mm. Yeah. So you had a lot you're of tips. You're not the there, only one that has a white woman. <laughs> what? Well, Yes, she have, is my there's, there's one other show here with with a, a black man and a white woman uh, coming up later. You guys can check out uh, Shira and Ryan uh, right here for Let's Go There. Yeah, thank you. I'm so excited, and you have great new hair. Thank you. Oh, okay, we were just talking about hair, Shira. No, but it's I, it is new hair. It's just it's twisted. Style. It's you know the same. Style. Okay, you'll get great more of new hair. All right, we'll see you tomorrow, everybody. Oh, have a great day. Happy New Year.